Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Mobile Studio in the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone at Summerfest. Here's Greg Matzek. Well, we are back at the Fest and happy to be here on a Thursday afternoon post-Brewers baseball. Greg in for John. The rest of the week we'll be back again here tomorrow. Bob handling sports. He'll be back a little after 5 o'clock. Sandy Max, of course, handling headlines as we co-host and drive this ship. Debbie Laska's got your roads. Jason Gordon, our producer, takes a cast of thousands to put this thing together. Adam Roberts helping us produce the show today. Normally we do this at 3 o'clock, the 3 at 3, but... At 442, why not? Now, the alliteration is not quite the same, Sandy, but it's still good. We'll have fun. At 3 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Handful of things that we are following this afternoon, and where do we begin? Meta today launching its official competitor to Twitter called Threads. And Washington Post tech columnist Jeffrey Fowler says new users will notice that the app is very similar to Twitter with one notable exception. It is almost an exact clone of Twitter. There's even a little retweet button with the little circular arrows. The biggest difference is that Elon Musk is not the owner. Yeah, there's a big difference right there, right? And (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg is trying to capitalize on this. They see blood in the water. So you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've heard of TikTok. Twitter, of course, has been around uh, for well over a decade. Well, now there's Threads. So this is the rival to Twitter. Think of it that way. But it's Facebook-based or meta-based. Now, the thing is, they're trying to link Instagram with it because they want to boost up how many Instagram connections there are. So if you start a Threads account, Instagram sort of gets linked together. If you delete your Threads account, your Instagram goes away. Yeah. So keep that in mind if you want to sign up for it. But they've already had, you know, millions of signups and accounts created in the first few hours, according to Mark Zuckerberg. You know what's trending on Twitter today? Threads. Twitter killer. <laughs> Twitter killer. That's what some people are calling threads, that it could be the demise of Twitter. I know it does not support direct messaging. So if Sandy and I follow each other on Twitter and I want to send her just a message that only she can see, kind of like a text message, Mm -hmm. Twitter has that function. Threads does not yet have that function. Uh, but organizers say that eventually that'll be part of their platform. I got to figure, like anything, they scrambled. Like, let's get it up. Let's get it up seventy-five percent. Yeah. Let's let's get it going. Well, I I have some FOMO. I did sign up for on Twitter because the app itself wasn't supposed to be available till tomorrow. But they're uh, scrambling and uh, trying to get a jump on this on this trend. So you might get a. Well, you won't even get a request from me if we're already following each other on Instagram. I think it automatically populates your followers. Well, we do have an account here at WTMJ, so if you want to follow us on Threads and you are on Threads, it's simply at 620 WTMJ. So Threads is up and running. Whether you think you need it or not, it's out there, just like everything in the metaverse. What else? Connecting us like Threads. Absolutely. We reported on yesterday's 3-3 that Tuesday was officially the hottest day on average across the globe on record. Well, we're overachievers. That record has since been surpassed. Well, fractions of a degree, but a degree is a degree, even if it's a fraction of a degree. And I think the overwhelming conversation here is that wacky weather patterns seem to be more common today. So 62 degrees and change, your global temperature Mm -hmm. once again today. And that's with it cooling off rather considerably here in Milwaukee. But just think about that globally, from Antarctica to Saudi Arabia to all points of this world, uh, nearly 63 degrees, your average global temperature. Uh, and experts believe that in the next 10, 15 years, if you live in Texas, 
115, 120 degrees is not going to be terribly uncommon. If you're in Florida... I thought you say uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> well, I, it is uncomfortable. I've experienced that in Phoenix, my goodness. Ooh, but, uh, but that's a dry heat in Texas. Record you get heat, a little more swampy. Record yeah. droughts, like things like that you're having to pay attention to. There may be a point in our life where Wisconsin, Minnesota, the Dakotas, Montana, and Idaho become the premier places to live. Because they're sure. a little more spaced out, a little more temperate climate, but as... Our lakes, you get the water, yeah. Absolutely. We shall we shall see. And Greg Wednesday could become the third straight Earth unofficially uh, record-breaking high as they calculate those measurements. Yeah, you'll see more of it. You'll see yeah. more of it. It's not the last time we set a record. And finally? If you're visiting Las Vegas in the near future, be careful. A new venue may be keeping its eye on you. And I mean a really great big eye. All right, anywhere else in the world, and this becomes like the craziest thing you've ever seen, it's even crazy for Vegas. <laughs> so what Sandy is referring to is a 366-foot-tall, 516-foot-wide venue that is also equipped on its exterior with over a million LED panels to make the, the, this incredible sphere, this globe, that could actually depict an eyeball. <laughs> and it's right off the Vegas Strip. That's not creepy. And at all. it's obscene. <laughs> if you have not seen the pictures oh, I think of this, it's fascinating. Oh, I don't it think is. it's obscene. It, it's all that, but it's Vegas, right? It's <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely Vegas. So what it is is a host venue for film events, sporting events, and music events. So there, there's going to be a kickback to U2's Octung Baby. That'll be one of the first events. One of my best friends is arena. going in October, she, and that's when you mentioned this big eyeball, and she said, "Oh, it's this new sphere that they're building." Just I, I misunderstood that it was just for music events, but I also didn't understand the enormousness of this. This looks like a Huge. small planet it just does. landed <laughs> right off the Vegas Strip, right? And it's just there swirling, and everybody's able to look at it, and it's intact. It looks like a small planet right on the Vegas Strip, and they do have a an 18,000-square-foot venue or seat venue and an opportunity to connect to the Venetian. So I, this is unbelievable. They it's, just lit it up on July 4th, and this sphere reportedly cost $2.3 billion. That's no space station. To create. Oof. Vegas Sphere. All you got to do is put that in your Google search. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. But, yes, a planet smaller than Pluto has just wow. landed on the Vegas Strip, <laughs> and it's there for our And you two will perform inside of it. Classic, classic Las Vegas. Classic Summerfest means sticks. That's right. They will be performing here tomorrow. We'll fill you in on the details and talk to one of their band members after this on WTMJ. You know it's you, Whenever I get weary and I've had enough, be like Sticks returns to Summerfest Friday night at 9.30, headline in the BMO Pavilion. After establishing himself as a solo artist in Canada, keyboardist Lawrence Gowan got the chance to tour with Sticks in the late 90s. In fact, he impressed Tommy Shaw so much, he was asked to join the band and became a permanent member. We spoke with Lawrence about being asked to join the band, the role pop culture plays in bringing classic rock to a younger audience, and more. You see my hands are standing. Lawrence Gowan, thanks so much for being with us. Hello, John. Hello, Greg. Great to be with you today. You know, some of my favorite memories from Summerfest is your energy, Lawrence, behind that spinning keyboard. Is there one or two songs <laughs> that are the most fun for you to play? <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoy that. I, I do, too. It's just it's a way for a keyboard player to, to engage the audience a little more effectively, <laughs> maybe a little closer to what the guitar players can do. I, one of my favorites to do is Fooling Yourself. 
because it's got that great synth solo in the middle of the song, and uh, if I'm if I'm feeling particularly saucy, I'll play it behind my back <laughs> while singing the keyboard at the same time. So you know, it's a bit of an audition for any local pizza parlors that make their stuff right on site. <laughs> I can I can do the spin. A lot of times, John and I do this show uh, backwards as well. So it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you're doing that today. Yes, as a matter of fact. So I, I love going through, like, you know, any iconic band. I love going through, like, the perceived top ten songs, right? So And there's all yes. sorts of different websites that will take you down a different path. So the top ten yeah. songs for Sticks, according to one publication, has Renegade at number one. <laughs> Come Sail Away at number two. Mr. Roboto at number three. Babe at number four. And Too Much Time on My Hands is number five. Would you rearrange okay. that order in any way? Uh, no, I, I quite like that order. I think I think every one of those songs merits its its position on that. And uh, with the exception of Babe, we play every one of those every single night. You know, it's never going to be a stick show where you don't hear. In addition to those, you'll hear Grand Illusion and uh, Blue Collar Man. You know, Miss America is always in there. We've brought Lorelai back out. She's she's doing fine these days. <laughs> We alter little things by playing, you know, our, our album just last year, Crash of the Crown, got to number one on, on the Billboard uh, rock album charts. As Jay White says, there's just seems to be an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the uh, great stick songs to play at any show. You've been with Sticks almost 25 years. I'm interested in yeah. the conversations with Tommy Shaw and others that led to you becoming a permanent member of the band. What was that like? I remember um, I, back then, before my two knee surgeries, I would, in addition to spinning the keyboard, I'd like I love to leap off the top of it. Uh, you know, it was always a nice <laughs> moment in the show. Geronimo! In the third show, our, our manager came out, Charlie. He came out and saw the, saw the show, and he really loved it. And he, he had this look on his face after I jumped off the keyboard, and he said, i I, I got to talk to you, right? And I thought, oh, here we go. And he goes, I saw what you did out there. He goes, that's, that's really dangerous. Are you going to keep doing that? I said, well, am I going to be staying in the band? He said, well, we'd like to know if you want to stay permanently. And if you want to stay permanently, do you have to keep doing that? And I said, yeah, I probably do. <laughs> there you go. So you joined the band in you know in late nineties, roughly. So nineteen ninety eight, yeah. one of the most popular TV shows that made its way around was South Park. I'm going down to South Park, gonna have myself a time. And here I am yeah. watching South Park, and one of their characters, Cartman, yeah. starts singing "Come Sail Away." I guess I have yeah. two questions on this. Number one, do they have to come to you, the the creators of South Park, to get clearance to play that song? And number two, are you just rolling around laughing, watching this cartoon character sing one of the most iconic songs from an iconic band? 
first of all, the, the Cartman version of that song, I consider the definitive version. <laughs> that's the one I, I most often, you know, refer to and do and pay homage to. <laughs> that part of the music business, guys, you know, they, they have to always get clearance from publishers, etc., before before a song can be covered and, and something like that. Cartman probably skipped that process, just knowing what a, <laughs> what a, what a wastily wabber he is. You will respect my those cultural references that you're talking about with South Park, that's part of what I think led to this resurgence in interest in classic rock and has, has kept it such a staple to this to this day. And younger generations have now discovered it, and it's, it's part of their lives as well. Lawrence Gowan, he's the main man in Sticks. July 7th, BMO Pavilion on the lake. Be there. Lawrence, thank you so much for spending some time with us. John, Greg, great to talk to you guys, and... and very much looking forward to the 7th of July when we come back to Summerfest for a sixth night of epic adventures. Oh, such a nice job. You can hear Lawrence and Six head on the BMO Pavilion Friday at 9.30. Great job by Adam Roberts piecing that together. So, yeah, from, you know, this iconic band in the 80s and 90s to South Park, it's pop culture references. You see them and hear them in ads. And back here to Summerfest. And they've played several, Summerfest several times. And even if you've seen them before, if you've never seen them, these guys are a bucket list band and you'll sing along with pretty much every single song yeah so. some amazing mysterious sounds coming out of that band <laughs> it's iconic right you always know when you're hearing a stick song yeah very cool stuff uh you'll be on the picnic tables uh, or the no i do not enjoy people on picnic tables okay. i will stay i will stand but i will not block okay. other people's view quite like that I but i'd sing along sure okay. especially to mr roboto are you kidding you should be introducing that secret band. secret I've got a secret. You should be introducing that band. <laughs> it could happen. Maybe we could make that happen. Very cool stuff. Lawrence Gowan joining us here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Need some activities to do this weekend? We've got you covered. This is What's on Tap on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Well, we know the last weekend of Summerfest is happening. Living up the, leaf, the lakefront, that is where we are. Greg Matzik, Sandy Max, Bob Brainerd, Debbie Lazaga in the Pella Mobile studio, but there are other fun things going on around our fabulous state, especially if you like cars. The 51st annual Iola Car Show and Swap Meet is happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That is the largest classic car show and swap meet in the country. And they have a very fun theme this year, Unforgettable 50s. So expect to see some spectacular vintage vehicles. It's a family-friendly event, over 2,500 show cars, over 4,000 swap meet spaces, and there are special guests. Jerry Mathers, the actor who played Beaver from Leave it to Beaver. What? Yes. Are they going to have the Cleaver's vehicle on I display, <laughs> a replica? I feel like Ward would have driven a station wagon, wouldn't he? Uh, I think they did have a station wagon. That is fabulous. But Jerry Mathers will be there. The creator of the Gravedigger monster truck, Dennis Anderson, is going to be there. Emily Reeves of the Flying Sparks Garage YouTube channel. Some of the celebrities you can meet during the event. There's also going to be live entertainment. And if you really want to see something cool, Derek and the Vice Grip Garage team are going to conduct a live three-day build of a 1968 Firebird. Love that. Yeah, yeah. It's a great show. It's yeah. a big-time event for Iola, and it's a fantastic job. They do an incredible job at that show. It's the 51st annual. You can check that out. If you want to hear some free music, Starry Night's free outdoor concert is tomorrow night at 6.30 at Brookfield Sharon Lynn Wilson Center for the Arts. If you're still in a patriotic mood after Independence Day, hearing music like this. Oh, yeah. 
It's going to be performed by the Wisconsin Philharmonic. You'll hear an American salute, an armed forces salute, and Broadway show tune classics to sing along to. So that is in Brookfield at the Sharon Lynn Wilson Center for the Arts outside. Uh, If you're also feeling arty, the Whitefish Bay Art Fest is happening Saturday and Sunday in Whitefish Bay on Silver Spring Drive. Stroll the free festival full of art. Over 100 juried artists, painting, sculptures, photographs, jewelry, and more, plus live music. And little ones can create art in the kids' zone, plus face painting and games. And... Rock the Grounds Food Truck Festival, Saturday at Janesville's Rock County Fairgrounds. Fifteen food trucks to feast from at the Rock County, at the Rock the Grounds Food Truck Festival. Pizza, donuts, tacos, other tasty treats to tempt you. Free admission, free parking, and live music to enjoy while you get your grub on. If you want to make plans to go to any of these events, you'll find the details What's on tap section of WTMJ.com. I love that. All corners of the state we got covered here. Central Wisconsin with the car show, food truck festival, little southwest of Madison. We have Summerfest, of course, happening here at the lakefront. We got everything covered here, no matter where you are. Yeah, if you're not finding fun, you're not looking. Love that. Thank you so much, Sandy. Yeah, check out the website, WTMJ.com. What's on tap is always located there. Some ideas for handling a summer weekend in the state of Wisconsin. Well, Governor Evers has signed the biennial budget and uh, all sorts of questions and interesting deal points in the budget. 51 vetoes or partial vetoes to what GOP lawmakers put forth. And we've got a lot of questions. And when we need answers, we trust Charles Benson of TMJ4 News. Hello, Charles. Good afternoon. Charles, I I must admit, I thought it was a misprint. but extending through the year twenty four twenty five an annual increase in the yeah. per pupil spending limit of three hundred twenty five dollars a year I, I I must admit I, I did not think there would be something that would extend about four hundred years in the biennial budget but but here we are <laughs> what is here behind this in the duration? So, this seems a, a little crazy. Let me set the stage just uh, a bit here because uh, Wisconsin governors have what is known as the most or among the most powerful veto pens in the country, which allows them uh, to take a budget and literally scratch out, change, move, you know, things that they don't like or things that they do want. And by the way, this tradition has been around for almost 100 years and it has been used by Republican and Democratic governors. In fact, Tommy Thompson got dubbed the Vanna White governor for what he was (laughs) able to do. Uh, Republicans dubbed Jim Doyle, the Democrat, the Frankenstein veto for things that he was able to do. And I'm curious now if people will come up with a nickname here for Governor Tony Evers for what he did. And let me try to explain it. Now, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you could write down the words 20... 24 hyphen 25 and then you get a clear idea what was going on here on what the governor was looking at to do with this uh in increasing the budget so in the in the budget there was a line to increase spending every year 325 dollars from 2023 hyphen 24 to 2024 hyphen 25 and so what he just went in there is scratched out 2023-24, and then scratched out 20 and left the number 24, scratched out the hyphen, 25, to give you 
2025, the year, right? 400 years from now, 402, so that this funding would increase every year until for the next 400 years. And by the way, that's not the record. Because according to some of the reading I've done, Scott Walker actually changed something in the budget to add a thousand years for a program. So governors have become very creative in their ways of trying to work through these budgets to do things they wanted to say. I'm going to go ahead and guess that $325 in the year 2024 might seem appealing. That might be all right. But by the time we well, get to 2425, that may not be a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm waiting to see someone do the math. So what then will that cost us in the year 4,025? Uh, by the way, the, the, the Vanna White and the Frankenstein uh, vetoes, which really, you know, so the Vanna White veto was the governor could actually veto individual words to create new words. And then the Frankenstein was just this ability to take out sentences and paragraphs and just kind of mash them all together. Uh, voters at the end of the day said, you know what, we don't want you to have those powers. So those powers have gone away. But a governor still has, as we can see here, a very strong veto, partial veto pen. That is one way to leave a legacy, Charles. <laughs> for you know, for generations now, to come. Yeah, for the next 400 years, you know, Tony Evers will be remembered for this particular event. Now, we've only been a country for, what, less than 250, so who knows uh, what this, you know, what is likely to happen here is sometime in the future if Republicans can get a hold of the, the governor's uh, mansion and the, the, the executive residence and then get the votes to change it. It's likely to change. I'm willing to go out on a limb here some time before the next four centuries. Charles, I have a question about the money that was proposed for Visit Milwaukee. It seems to have been designated to promote the 2024 Republican National Convention. That seems like a very political way to use taxpayer money, or is it really positioned as tourism? So I think uh, when you look at the convention, there are two different things that are going to happen. There's going to be this really big event thrown by the host committee, which is a party to celebrate Milwaukee and all things Milwaukee and Wisconsin. So there is this big tourism impact on it. Then there's this event that's going to happen inside Pfizer Forum, which is a very political event. Um, but still attract a lot of attention. So I think some people look at it as two different types of uh, spending options here. Uh, one, to promote the city and the state under tourism, and then the other one, the big political event. But I also think, I, I thought I saw in there, there's also going to be money to help Green Bay uh, throw the... Um, with the NFL draft. Gift, with the NFL draft. So not uncommon for the state to help different parts of the region promote certain things. A very interesting news made yesterday with the signing of the biennial budget. No one breaks it down better than TMJ4's Charles Benson. Charles, appreciate your time. We'll check in again soon. Great to be here. Thanks. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. So don't delay. Act now. Supplies are running out. We 
weekend number three of Summerfest officially underway. Gosh, a beautiful day at the lakefront here. Had a couple sprinkles randomly earlier yes. this afternoon, about 3.30, 4 o'clock. That is long gone. It's a gorgeous late afternoon, early evening. Bryden is Dansky. It's a high five, your favorite weather person today. Yeah, today. I don't know. I kind of took a little heat for those sprinkles out there on the grounds today. <laughs> Refreshing. But we I just heard Smash Mouth walking on the sun. They're okay. playing tonight. <laughs> I think you should go shout out that meteorological request. I should. Right now, That's that would be fantastic <laughs> because it is bright now. I mean, say goodbye to any of those showers. We're good now. They fired up along a lake breeze. I didn't anticipate them coming. Uh, but, yeah, it didn't last very long. But if you're coming down to the Summerfest grounds this evening, we'll be in the clear. Just maybe a sweatshirt. It's a little bit cooler. Yeah, maybe a little warmer near the lake tonight than inland. Absolutely. I think lows tonight are 60s near the lake, whereas if you're out in Waukesha, you're dipping into the 50s tonight. I like that. Yeah. So, I like that. Uh, water temperature, by the way, I, I believe I, I, it was 66.2 when I left the station. So that's a good memory. It's about as good as I got. <laughs> it's going to take your word for it anyway. Uh, by the way, I say RBIs. So, you say RBIs? I know, but I'm just a weatherman, so. Yeah. It's, it's run. <laughs> we can tell. Bad in. I like RBI. Don't worry. They can't get the barometric pressure right. No, so. exactly. Yeah, 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 dudes. But I do know what a haboob is. Oh, yeah, it's I, one of my, maybe my favorite weather patterns. Who named it that, right? The haboob? Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy windstorms they have in uh, oh, Arizona. dust, right? It is, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a big dust storm. It's called the haboob. That is really what it is. Yeah. I don't know if you learn about that in year two or three of meteorology school. <laughs> they wait till you have the maturity to say it. Yeah, clearly not. <laughs> I'll be and butthead, right? Yeah. I clearly don't have. Uh, I did see in your extended forecast some great temperatures. Looks like a lot of sun. Yeah. Maybe some chance for rain around the weekend? Yeah, I mean, like, really tiny. So we're talking tomorrow night, probably after 10 o'clock, there's a chance of a, a few little light showers. And then that continues on Saturday. Saturday, a couple little light showers uh, possible. We're talking like 10 to 20. Percent uh, at any given spot. So, really, really looking like a good forecast. Uh, temperatures in the 70s um, tomorrow, and then it looks like by Saturday, still some 70s. By Sunday, we're up to 82 degrees, completely sunny. And then on Monday, all the way up to 87 degrees. And there will be a chance of thunderstorms again Monday night and into Tuesday. But Summerfest is done by then. If we're going to get some needed rain, let's make it a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, yeah what did the rain yesterday do for our overall rainfall totals here? I mean, it helped. Um, really depends on where you are. There were still some people who, who missed out. Yeah, we were in Menominee Falls. Didn't get much, right? I, no, not much at all. I expected everything to be a little bit wet and maybe some patio furniture to be sliding around. Right. Yeah, I mean, there happens. were still some holes in it. But overall, it helped out Sandy and, and Greg. It looks like um, we st- – now I say that. Now there's a little bit of a catch. Um, the drought monitor came out this morning. But it didn't take into account yesterday's rain. So we've actually jumped a category to severe drought. So that gives you an idea, kind of cumulative, that we did get a little bit of near-term help. But overall, we still have a ways to go. A lot of ground to catch up on, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, let's not do that too soon. I, I can, it can no. rain every night from like 1 to 4 a.m. Yeah, every night. A gentle rain. I'm down every night. <laughs> I'll work every on night that. Of the summer, right? You know, if I could do that, I would be a very rich man. That, you just <laughs> a lot richer that, than I am. <laughs> Just make that keystroke, man. <laughs> if you can make that happen, we'd be down. I'd like that. I, I'll work on that. Uh, these summer days are off. such a gift after yeah. we've gone through the smoke and yes. after we've gone through just some of the heat and this the super dry. So these are just wonderful gifts the, and this, this nice breeze. Sandy, the view that you have right now is awesome. You have the blue sky, blue water, sailboats, and, yeah, no smoke. Let's keep that out yeah. of here. I don't see a return of anything near like what we've had before in the near-term future, but it's something, obviously, we're watching. Those fires are still burning. 
children. All right. Niz will be doing his forecast live uh, from the Summerfest grounds. He'll have ample security around him. Yeah. Keep your hands off. No shenanigans except for this Mark Cass guy from the Business Journal kept heckling me. Yes, uh, that is right. not a surprise. <laughs> okay. Well, we ate his food earlier, <laughs> yeah. so he's, I know he's disappointed in that. All right, guys. Appreciate it, Niz. That's Later. Brian Niznanski, TMJ4 Chief Meteorologist. The aforementioned Mark Cass joins us on the other side. Uh, what does the Evers Biennial Budget signing do for projects in the city of Milwaukee? Some interesting stuff. We'll get to it coming up. It's 544. Wake up with me. Sticks will be performing at the BMO Pavilion tomorrow night at 9.30. If you're wondering where Mark Cass is on a Friday night at 9.30. What do you mean on Friday night? I'm going to be there tonight. i got to get ready. Uh, okay. got to get there pre-game. early, pregame, tailgate. What do you think? Get the best in. seat. Best seat. Well, it's the BMO, so do you have reserve seats, or can you just, uh, like, I, sleep over there? I have a like... reserve seat, but I might have to sleep just to make sure I get my well, reserve Well, you seat. have a reserve seat. Right. Well, you don't. You I do not. Yet. Yes. You're not on the list. I am not on the list. Someday. No. <laughs> Someday. Someday. I just want to introduce a band. One time go. in my life, really? I want to introduce a band. You can be Tommy Somehow, Shaw. Somehow. Any band. Tommy Shaw, less the hair. Okay. Because his, his, his hair is down to his shoulders. Yeah, so I, I can't pull that off. <laughs> I need we some saw that a couple weeks ago. Not good. Uh, no, that wasn't good for anybody. Uh, although, and Sandy encouraged me to keep growing my, oh, gosh, my hair yeah. out on my face and on my head. Uh, you did not, Mark. I, I did not. That. No, I, I voted no. Well, thank you very much. Uh, hey, really interesting stuff from yesterday with Governor Evers yeah. signing the biennial uh, budget, and there's a lot of stuff you could get into. Yep. One of the things that stood out to me, and I know the Milwaukee Business Journal uh, did a piece on it, uh, it seems like the door is now open to this expansion project on I-94 to it make is. it an eight-lane highway. Yep. I know there are still some hurdles to yep. clear, but, but what's your sense of where this could go? It's going, I mean, it's really moving ahead quickly now. They're doing all the environmental stuff, they're getting all the engineering stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a challenge, because remember, this project is very controversial. It has a lot of opponents who live in the area, a lot of environmental groups, a lot of transit groups who want to see it stay six lanes, who want to try other alternatives. So I would not be surprised if it ended up in court. But, I mean, it's I mean it's clear from Evers administration he wants to move it ahead. He put the money in the budget, I mean, and it's full speed ahead. Will it get stopped at some point? We'll see what happens. But this was. But think about now all the traffic on that freeway yeah. and kind of what needs to be done, but also how narrow it is. So, I mean, expanding it is not going to be easy. What is, would the, 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 like the space in terms right. of you know, the stretch? Are we talking about 84th to downtown? Yeah, it's 76 to downtown. 76 to 16th. Okay. Kind of right in that range, going to four lanes each way, kind of your stadium. You know, but also remember, you, you have graves that you have to move, kind of just west of the stadium. You have, that gra- you have that cemetery out there. There's just, I mean, a lot of things there, but it's something that's been in the works for a long time. And you have a lot of... I mean, really, a lot of people who want it, just because of the amount of traffic that goes there, it'll be as large a project as we're now seeing on the north side. Think about 43. I know for you live in Grafton. Man, just going up there. I'm sorry, you don't live in Grafton. But, uh, no, but I live in Falls. <laughs> you live in Falls going up there. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's just I mean, nuts. I mean, I mean, think about the freeway projects now that are going on and just how huge they are. And that's going to be going right to the middle of the city. It's going to be crazy. And that would be within the next two years. Probably 25 to start, 26, somewhere in that range is the hope. Again, I think it ends up in court. I think there's a lot of opposition here from others who will try to get there, but how? But kind of how a judge rules is really anybody's guess. But it's a big project just because the amount of traffic that kind of moves through the market. You, you, I mean, you have a lot of trucks, you have a lot of commerce, you have a lot of things that go through there that needs to get through there to go west and north. So, I mean, it's an important stretch. So how much does the idea of reconfiguring 794 influence this project? Could they be lumped together in any way, or are they uh, separate? They really are separate, but has an impact. Because if you take down... 794 to grade, 
and you make it harder to access the south side, you put you 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 put more traffic on than 94 South. So you know it all kind of works together in terms of that's why I think in the end you're going to have some sort of compromise in that you're going to have still some access to the south to St. Francis, to the, I mean really to Cut A, but maybe less ramps so that you can redevelop underneath the freeway. Walking in today, we parked in a Lot P over here at the Summerfest grounds. So walking by, and I see him grading out for new apartments and new condos everywhere. It it is. I see. Yep. I'm I'm amazed where they are all going up. Right. I mean, you have this out in Sussex. You have this out in Menominee Falls. And these are these are pretty big projects. Is it becoming saturated, or is there a real market for all this? Right in the heart of the city, just kind of right. Really, really. I mean, really within a couple miles of right where we're sitting, you have over almost three thousand units under construction. Construction or planned. Think about that. Just in this region, you have the Ascent, you have Nova, you have the Heinz Project in the Third Ward. It's just everywhere. These new apartments are coming up, and it's making these older apartments kind of revamp themselves. I mean, I live right in the heart of downtown. I live I live near Juno Village. All of a sudden, which is one of the oldest complexes in the heart of the city, is adding a lot of amenities. They're adding a brand new structure, which is going to have you know a swimming pool and a pool to yeah, trying to have, keep you have right? to compete. Exactly, have to compete with these. So it's going to help. But where are we adding all these people from who are going to live in these places? That's my question, is at some point you're going to oversaturate the market and someone's going to lose. Well, if climate change keeps going on, everybody's going <laughs> to stop up the real estate here in Wisconsin. That's right, they're all going to move here. Live. They're all going to move here. Wisconsin, west of Montana, right? That's, right. That's going to be your your hot that's spot right. in the country. We, we, I mean, we can advertise we that we have less smoke. Yes, so it's good. Well, Mark, yes. well, another thing in the budget that I've seen criticized yes. uh, is the support or lack thereof perceivingly of small businesses yeah. what is your takeaway yeah that, from this one's going to be interesting vetoes. to see what happens next because evers did veto the tax cut and now there is some talk already or this morning from robin thoughts and others of bringing it back and will he get it through this time and is there a meeting of the minds i was surprised they got cut as far as it did only over thirty-five thousand. i'm sorry only under thirty-five thousand dollars. that seems a little bit Unusual because of the amount of the surplus, seven billion dollars, not million, kind of. The, I mean, billion. So, will they revamp that? Will they reset, kind of relook at that? Just because of the impact it has, I think. I think something may come to that. I also think the other thing that's come up, remember, is how to pay for the Brewer Stadium. That was not resolved in this budget. Mm. That's going to happen over the next six weeks. Kind of what six to eight weeks? What will happen there? Kind of where will the money come? Will there be local involvement? That one is going to be fascinating to watch because, and I've said this a hundred times. I think in the end it gets done. But it's like watching the sausage get made. None of us are going to want to watch it get made because it's going to get ugly. Yeah, make sure to follow the Milwaukee Business Journal and see the work done. Uh, always really interesting stuff covering the city of Milwaukee. And the editor of the Milwaukee Business Journal, Mark Cass. He'll be at Sticks tomorrow night. Check who's, him out. Who's still waiting for his food? I was promised food yeah, Bob by ate Greg. It. Yeah. And Bob ate it. So, you know, I had a seat for you at Sticks. You know what happened? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, lost, I lost it. I gave it to the guy yeah, outside. Bob ate that Bob too. Bob ate that too. I was, <laughs> yes, was going to have you sit next to me at Sticks. Not going to happen, huh? Uh, I'm sorry, my friend. Oh. I guess I missed out. <laughs>